Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and yes, that was the intro that I rolled out when ID was on. He's not on today, but he will be coming back soon. Uh, that is for sure. But it is appropriate to play that intro today because life has been an illusion. And we have been living under an illusion for so many years. In fact, for the majority of our lives. Even those of us who were, you know, exposing conspiracy and government and stuff like that, we didn't know what we know today. Everything is happening and everything is being revealed. And I think that is all for a very specific purpose. So if you're new to this channel. Uh, my name is Jeff. As I just mentioned, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world where I will expose the real world to you, both visible and invisible. And then you decide how to live right in it. And I just want to start off with the verse of the day, which is going to tie in with the very end of the show. So please stand by for that. You'll want to, you'll want to catch this, but just reading the verse of the day really quick as Philippians 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And for you non-Christians, that wasn't so terrible, was it? Uh, um, today I'm going to be playing about 18, 19 minutes of video. And... I'm doing this for a reason. It's actually out of a documentary. I want to give credit where credit is due. And that is thanks to uh, Twinkie Punk, who uh, posts frequently on our Telegram channels. And uh, she had posted something said must watch. So I did. And it's three hours long. No, I'm not going to play three hours to you. I'm going to leave it up to you. Uh, to watch the end of it. But I will say that this is a spoiler alert because I'm going to play about the last 18 to 19 minutes of it. Now, I'm going to suggest to you it is a good use of your time to watch all three hours of this documentary. I think, you know, for those of you who have been, you know, in this community right on radio for a while, it's going to put a lot of things together for us. And uh, 
And so I would encourage you to watch it because I'll be doing some more shows related to this uh, coming up soon. And just speaking of more shows, quick announcement. Uh, not too long after this show tonight completes, I am going to be playing another video. It's going to be very short. Um, it's a message from me to you. And it's time sensitive. So I'm going to put it up tonight. The video probably will not stay up. Uh, it'll be gone by end of day tomorrow. But uh, so I'm going to encourage you to watch it. It's just going to be about 10 minutes. I'm just going to make a case for something and, and we'll see what happens. Um, this, the end of this three hour broadcast that I'm going to play for you talks, it kind of brings a whole bunch of concepts together. So the documentary makes a case that it was a direct energy weapon that uh, took down the 9-11 towers, the Pentagon, the field and Philly, um, makes a strong case. And of course, there's Project Blue Beam and stuff like that in it. And uh, and the video does get very technical in parts. That's why I won't play the whole thing. Plus, it's three hours. So I'll leave that up to you. But I want you to see kind of the, the end of this broadcast. And there's a whole bunch of stuff you're missing by not watching the whole thing. They do go into the spiritual side, uh, like, you know, the... I'll say theoretical, but I tend to lean the way that uh, Jesus was born on 9-11-3 B.C. So when you think about that, um, <laughs> we're coming up on that uh, exactly 2,000 years, you know, just shortly. There's a reason why there's this agenda 2030 and, you know, all these things because, you know, Jesus would have died at the age of 33, or at least we think he was 33. Um, there's other speculations. And look, I don't know the answers to these things. That's just the popular opinion. But he was in ministry for about three years, it seems. But all this stuff is coming to a head, folks. And... When you think about it, the Maui fires that just happened and all the stuff we learned about that with direct energy weapons, the color blue, microwaves, all of those things, when you realize it's your government's doing it against you. And when you realize, you know, the great deception that is going to come with this alien invasion. But the scary part is you're going to see alien ships and they're probably going to shoot lasers and the lasers are actually going to blow stuff up. But this is what, you know, the best president, Ronnie Reagan, put into place. So without further ado, I'm just going to play this last 20 minutes and I'm probably going to go into depth on, on talking about this on Friday um, on the Podbean or maybe follow up with it again after this. But 
Um, there's a lot to talk about with this, but I want you guys to watch the whole thing. And uh, and as I say, don't forget, stay till the end, uh, because I think there's a you know something that goes with that scripture that I read, something that happened yesterday that I think just is God showing us that uh, he's got his hand on all of this stuff. And there's a reason why you have eyes to see and ears to hear. So let me just remove this and I'm going to share my screen and I'll come back to you in just a, uh, about 18, 19 minutes with some closing remarks. Well, the, the farm was actually describing some rot rotation in, in, in these black tubes. If those tubes were something to do with crop circle formation, um, so maybe this is an example of early testing of, of something that has been applied to, to create uh, crop circles. You know, let's go a step further and, and spell out what we're saying here, and that is that through the 1990s, there may have been testing of energy based technologies which can be focused and cause changes in matter and things on the ground that were being tested uh, that was that was similar to something that was used on 9-11 and there's really there's only one place where I think put my view where that would be uh, which is on a, on a platform in space in orbit around the earth yeah I mean that's that's where you know the logical place where it would be out of sight. A lot of people have tried to kind of ridicule this idea of having space-borne technology doing things on the ground. And this is something, of course, Dr. Wood has been lambasted for, uh, even though she's never actually said that she knows that the weapon is in space. You know, we don't know where it is. For example, for the World Trade Center, we don't have any witness accounts describing, you know, two and a half foot thick black beams coming down from the sky to my knowledge i've never read such accounts so we don't know if it's anything any relation to what this farmer witnessed can i just interject there andrew there was 24 foot diameter circular holes in some of the buildings yeah Correct. it's true as we were saying earlier that they did ronald reagan announced in the 1980s this sdi program the strategic defense initiative where he was going to build this space-borne peace shield which would be protect the United States against the Russian intercontinental ballistic missiles, the ICBMs, and all of that propaganda that went along with it. And it, that, that was a heavily funded defense program. And as seems to be the case with these programs, there's a proportion of that money that gets siphoned off into black, unacknowledged special access programs, USAPs, as they've sometimes mm. been called. So what did they develop in those programs? Obviously, we don't know. We don't have access to that information you know, we can only speculate. The Air Force contracted for an experimental unmanned plane equipped with solar power to carry kinetic kill vehicles that would intercept and destroy ICBMs by colliding with them. In theory, the unmanned plane would destroy ICBMs in their boost or mid-course trajectory after they were launched from the Soviet Union. The Air Force also experimented with space-based lasers, particle beams, and other exotic methods for space-based missile defenses. 
The Bear Test, launched on July 13, 1989, was the first successful operation of a directed energy weapon in space. It proved that directed energy can be reliably operated in space. These dollars on a space-based weapon system, and they're all lies. The same guy who put weapons in space is the same guy who gave this speech at the UN. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Going into the Project Bluebeam stuff, have we got the technology to do this? I got in touch with a Canadian journalist by the name of Serge Monas. Serge Monas. Maybe the projection system works better with a clear backdrop. Right. Which is why it, it didn't look as convincing as the others, There's, perhaps. Uh, again, that's, you know, that's a, that's a possibility. And also, you know, people have talked about the beautiful clear blue skies on 9-11, mm. totally clear. Mm. And we know about the hurricane and how that weather system seems to have been steered and manipulated. Was, again, that, that those blue skies necessary for this, you know, this illusion to be created? Again, that's, we don't... Uh, we can't necessarily connect the two. We want to imagine the obvious connection that uh, the use of blue, or why they use the blue, uh, yeah, the definitely. blue color. I mean, we could we could look at the blue in the flag of Israel. Then we can look at the blue lodge within Freemasonry. The water again. Everywhere you go, you'll you'll find the blue. Was again that those blue skies necessary for this illusion to be created? Created. Blue lasers have many applications, including magnetic levitation devices and handheld video projectors. Right, so you've got Project Bluebeam. 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 You've got this advertising company called Blue Blast Media. Media. If you do have access to a blue laser, you would want to make a rather thin emulsion, because then more light can penetrate the emulsion, giving you a brighter hologram. You know the quote, a cataclysmic event like a new Pearl Harbor? A lot of truthers will quote the project for a new American century. In particular, the Rebuilding America's Defenses document. If you read this entire document, you'll see that it's about military dominance on the ground, in the sea, in the air, in space, in cyberspace. So I notice when people quote this, they never discuss the space part of it. As a matter of fact, they'll play it down as much as they can and that's been looked at it's tough it's a tough problem i don't it's almost ruled out there i don't think we have such a weapon thank goodness thank goodness interaction on, on planet Earth. Um, but I have to say at this point that I don't know if those documents were really telling the truth or not. They could have been showing me these things so that eventually I would go out and talk about this. And uh, maybe that'll become clear to you later why they may have done that. Good morning, my name is Carol Rosen. In 1974, after being a sixth grade school teacher, I was introduced to the late Dr. Werner von Braun in the US, the father of rocketry. In my first meeting with him during that first three and a half hours, he said to me, Carol, you will stop the weaponization of space. And I said, uh, you know, teachers don't stop until June. He said, no, you have to understand. This is February. 
and we have to prevent the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone that the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build this space-based weapon system, the first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists, then there would be third world countries, now we call them rogue nations or nations of concern. Then there would be asteroids, and then he would repeat to me over and over, and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. There are two different space programs. One is the, what the public gets to see, and the other one is a secret space program that nobody gets to see. Magic? Sure it is. It is innovation in space. Now, why is it so hard for people to accept this information? A volunteer is told that he's taking part in a visual perception test. What he doesn't know is that the other participants are actors, and he's the only person taking part in the real test, which is actually about group conformity. Please begin. The experiment you'll be taking part in today involves the perception of line length. Your task will be simply to look at the line here on the left and indicate which of the three lines on the right is equal to it in length. So, for example, if the actors have been told to match the wrong lines. The volunteer will be monitored to see if he gives the correct answer or if he goes along with the opinion of the group and gives the wrong answer. In the first test, the correct answer is to uh, one, one, one. Two. One. Once again, the correct answer is two. Three. 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 Group dynamics is one of the most powerful forces in human psychology. Laser weapons and death rays sprung from the imagination of science fiction writers. It began with the 1898 release of the classic H.G. Wells novel, The War of the Worlds, in which Martian aliens attacked Earth with death beams, threatening to wipe out mankind. Even Albert Einstein jumped on board. His paper on the quantum theory of radiation laid out the theory for turning science fiction into reality. But Einstein's theory outpaced technology. Laser weapons remained out of man's reach until a certain popular TV show exploded on the scene in the 1960s, with its talk of phasers, energy shields, and of course, photon torpedoes. The original Star Trek. The 1960s brought with it uh, a push toward space. Uh, more significantly, for a lot of scientists, it brought the Star Trek TV series. Interestingly enough, that series had a tremendous impact. Our military leaders also saw what the Federation and the Klingons and the Romulans had to offer in offensive and defensive capabilities. And some of them said, 
We need some of that stuff to protect our nation. We're supposed to believe that the people who came up with this technology were just creative writers with wild imaginations. And the real scientists in the Defense Department just figured out how to make it real and bring it to life. You know what I think this is? Call them a propaganda tactic or what I would call psychological war, psychological war. Modern war has become a struggle for men's minds as well as for their bodies. Today, in 1952, General Robert McClure's years of lobbying finally resulted in the opening of a training center eventually known as the U.S. Army Special Warfare Center at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Psychological Operations, or PSYOP, became the new, all-encompassing American military term for persuasion efforts. In this next segment, I'm going to be presenting evidence of a psychological operation that was uh, conducted a long time ago. Now, comparisons are going to be drawn between that event and the events of September 11th. This is in no way meant to be disrespectful to the victims that died that day. I, I was there watching 9-11 pretty much from, from, from the moment it was first, you know, what we saw on television. And I, there was just something that just did not sit right for me. It just did not seem real. It looked like something that had been fake. I couldn't help but think about the radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds at the time right. as well. Right. And that really stuck in my mind, that did, for many, many years afterwards. In support of strategic operations, radio may be highly effective limited only by the range of the transmitter and the availability of radio receivers. Psychological warfare broadcasts are flexible and can be altered swiftly to fit a changing situation. It's to learn that a story which has become familiar to children through the medium of comic strips. And After what has been a closely guarded secret for nearly 50 years, Orson Welles' original broadcast turns out to be no mere show business stunt. Had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. But instead, was a complex psychological warfare test conducted by C.D. Jackson for the Rockefeller Foundation. When the results are compiled nearly two years later, they are released to an elite whose names most men will not speak of over a whisper. Among them, groups like the Bilderbergers, Trilateral Commission, CFR, and the Federal Reserve. Uh, C.D. Jackson was the uh, equivalent of being the head of the National Security Council uh, in the White House under Eisenhower. He was the chief of psychological warfare. That one of the chaps that was involved with the radio research project was Frank Stanton, who was a market researcher for CBS. He ended up becoming the president of CBS for many, many years. He was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Afterwards, he was the head of the RAND Corporation. You know, he had the ear of the Rockefellers and all the rest of it. It was October 30th. The Eve of Halloween, a night known variously as Mischief Night, Devil's Night, Hell Night, a night that for some 200 years had unleashed all manner of trickery on the unsuspecting. So he had the means to carry out this extensive study of how many people listened to the War of the Worlds broadcast in the days, weeks, months afterwards, how they reacted to it, that sort of thing. They also commissioned another, a number of other surveys. There was a Gallup poll that was conducted, and George Gallup was a good friend of, of um, uh, Rockefeller as well. The Columbia Broadcasting System and affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the Air in The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of the Mercury Theatre and star of these broadcasts 
Orson Welles. We interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Probably a meteorite of unusual size, and its arrival at this particular time is merely a coincidence. I do see those parallels. One is, is the dust cloud, for example, on 9-11, and you see the footage of, of people running away and all that. Which made me think about that section of the war or broadcast where we have the black smoke. I don't want you, you know, the comparison in terms because of it means black. Yeah. Smoke comes out, black smoke drifting over the city. People in the streets see it now. People piling onto the ships and leaving as well, and all that, you know, like the yeah. ferries in New York on 9-11. They're running toward the East River, thousands of them. As it's moving through the streets, you know, section by section, people running away and that. Dropping in like rats. Now the smoke's spreading faster, it's Times Square. If you're getting caught in the dust cloud and choking, all that kind of thing, it's, it really does parallel that. People are trying to run away from it, but it's no use. They, they're falling like flies. Now the smoke's crossing 6th Avenue. And, and the reporter is actually it's moving this street, it's now on the next street, it's now on the next street. 5th Avenue. Uh, a hundred yards away. It's... It's... 50 feet. Uh, people might look and say, oh, that's a bit of a stretch, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, don't think this is a stretch at all, especially when you consider who it was that was making sure that the Port Authority got these towers built. Lower Manhattan was deteriorating, and a radical plan for its revitalization was championed by David Rockefeller and his brother Nelson, then governor of New York. With Mayor John Lindsay on board, they set out to build a trade center, the likes of which the world had never seen, and on a shocking scale, two 110-story towers. You know, the impression that I built up just from what you told me today, you know, the, the Rockefellers had this project to see how they could influence people's behavior and opinions and perception. And that project was in the, you know, control of people like Orson Welles. They may have not known fully what, what the Rockefellers were trying to get from it, but... but there are a lot of coincidences. That, right, right, that was <laughs> with the feeling. With Wells, yeah. Yeah, that was the feeling. Cause then... I actually was there and saw the building collapse. <laughs> was there, 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 We're saying to anyone who dares to attack us, do not do it. You couldn't win. Only now has the government officially acknowledged the existence of Area 51 in Nevada. Back in 1985, when CBS News hired a small plane to go looking for the F-117, an Air Force jet suddenly came up to chase us away. But that was nearly 30 years ago. I'd be really interested to know what they were spending billions of dollars on at that base for the last 30 years. It's a 30-year-old conspiracy. Wake up! I think Eisenhower wanted peace, but I think this wasn't his decision to make. And he tried to explain that to us in the only way he knew wouldn't get him killed. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. 
I think he was well aware what would happen to someone who spoke out against these people. Shouldn't there be any concerns, sir, over national security at a time like this? No, I think the whole nation now would be uh, almost all of us security agents. The alternative stories we've been given by the truth movement are just as big a lies as the official story of Muslims crashing airplanes. These theories and lies have been put out in order to cover up and hide the truth of secret advanced technology being used at all three locations. When you look at all of the evidence, it points to a much more sinister plan, a conspiracy that's decades long, a cover up with multiple layers that's still working to this day. Rob, it's a, it's a 30 year old conspiracy. It's, no, I'm talking about 9 11. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you are. You mean. This has been an operation for decades, and in fact, I would say even centuries. When you look at just the memorial that is put in place where the towers were, and it's that pit to Apollyon, you know, the Bible does say in the last days that uh, the pit is going to be opened. And I'm kind of thinking that there's uh, some sneaking out of the pit right now. I think that times are getting very desperate. Uh, by the way, I'm going to post this on the Right On Radio channel so you can watch the full thing. There's Two videos, uh, one is like 15-minute intro. I didn't bother to watch that because the other one is three hours, and I felt I didn't need the intro to go with it. Um, no matter what the schemes of man are, you know, God is in control. And let me just play this short clip for you real quick. Just give me a second to present it because I think that God actually showed a sign. And many of you have seen this clip. I know, but it's worthwhile. And it's very short. mean different things to different people but a lot of people thought there was something very very special about this thing you saw that yesterday here in new york the double rainbow it appeared in new york city yesterday on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 it happened late in the afternoon it was a really cloudy rainy day y'all saw it was like oh, yeah. rocking and rolling the thunder and lightning well and then that came up and so wow that's insane Social media was flooded. People took pictures from all over town. Some rainbows just seemed to spring right out of the side of the former Twin Towers in Manhattan. I mean, you could you can keep watching him and watching him. Oh, yeah. It's hard not to be moved by that. I mean, and also it just you see a rainbow from time to time, yes. but something like that, a double rainbow, so visible. And it made me clear as a bell. Everybody got the shot. Yes. It was <laughs> everybody got the shot. Well, that was predictive, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, uh, two things before I close out. Um, folks, 
there's a lot of stuff that's going to go down. And I just highly, highly recommend you go to empshield.com and use the coupon code ROR. Don't delay it because you don't know when things are going to happen. And uh, lastly, uh, right after this ends, like just starting in about two, three minutes, you probably have enough time to go get a snack or something like that. I'm going to put up another short video. It will be short, um, but it's something I need to put in front of you. And uh, it is time sensitive. So please watch it tonight. In the meantime, everyone, thanks for being here. Uh, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on.